Hey everybody, it's Kelly Cooper and welcome to episode 253 of the Life Made to Order podcast. Why it seems so hard to practically implement spiritual teachings. This is something that really trips people up. It causes a lot of anxiety, kind of slows our progress a bit. And it seems hard, but it's actually not hard. The reason it seems hard is because when we think about being practical with things, practical application, the practical thing to do, we tend to think of that as action-oriented things. So practical application of spiritual teachings. So we think, well, what do I do? How do I live these teachings? What do I do to implement them? And we're very action-focused. Now, of course, the point of learning all of this stuff is because you want to change your life and live differently. But There's one thing that we're not understanding, and if once we understand that, practical implementation of these teachings seems very, very easy. Because if we're not practically implementing what we're learning, these teachings are not going to have very much of an impact on our life. We can, it's easy to fall into the trap on this journey of collecting tons of knowledge from various teachers and philosophies and schools of thought and religions and this and that. And we know quite a bit. We could regurgitate the information and speak about it very intelligently and and seem very knowledgeable and we can think about all that we know. But then we're sitting there thinking, I know all this stuff. I still kind of have all the same problems that I've had. I don't really feel any better than there's that whole opens a whole can of emotional worms with feeling frustrated, feeling like we're doing something wrong, feeling like this information is not valid, feeling like it doesn't quote unquote work, beating ourselves up, thinking we're doing something wrong and we're incapable of changing and we're so unhappy with how things are. And then we got hope that things were going to get better, but they don't seem to be getting better. We seem to be missing something. We're incapable, right? And this whole thing opens up that just makes us feel shitty and bring digs us deeper into that those emotional holes of frustration and anger and, and self-criticism and all of that stuff, right? So here's the thing. Understand this about practical implementation of spiritual teaching and you'll be good to go. But once you understand this, there's going to be something very important being asked of you, which is what I talked about before, which is conscious choice to apply the ideas. But here's the thing you need to understand. Practical implementation of spiritual teaching does not take place on the level of action. It takes place on the level of mind. Everything that you're learning, you're being introduced to all these different ideas and interpretations and perspectives and beliefs that are designed to change your thinking. And because our thinking influences everything we do, naturally, when we start embracing what, you know, I always call the spirit thought system more consistently and genuinely and meaningfully, that's naturally going to translate probably to all sorts of changes in your life. You're going to change your habits. You're going to change behaviors. You're going to change how you interact with people. You're going to make decisions from a different headspace, the types of decisions you make, why all of that changes, right? But all of that is level of effect, Practical implementation of spiritual teaching starts in the mind. You're being introduced to new ideas and then you're faced with the choice of whether you accept them or not. And based on what you believe, based on how you're interpreting a situation, that's where the action will flow from. 
because that's going to determine everything you do, human you does in this world, everything you say, everything you do, how you react to things, how you interact with people, the where you focus your time and energy, how you choose to spend your time, all of that, right? So practical implementation of spiritual teaching is not really on the level of action initially. The act, different actions flow from it. Yeah, you can meditate and do yoga and do all of these things. That's great if those things make you feel good, but that's not really the... So if you're thinking about, well, what do I do with this? Should I meditate? Should I start doing yoga more? Should I do this? What does it look like to be this person? If I was the person that believed these sorts of things, what would that look like? And that starts with seriously considering if I believe these things, what would I do? How would I react in this situation? That's where the practical implementation starts. It starts in the mind because you're always faced with the choice of how to interpret a situation, whether you choose spirit thought system interpretation or ego mind thought system interpretation. We're very conditioned to choosing ego mind thought interpretation. And it's so automatic sometimes we don't even consciously, it's not even like we're consciously doing it a lot of times. It's just like this locked and loaded response that we have that we've been conditioned to have that we're used to having. It's like, oh, when this thing happens, this is what I do. It's like, it's like an unconscious process a lot of times. So the practical implementation starts with trying to break that unconscious automatic programming and conditioning and responses and reactions and acting from ego thought space ego thought system interpretation and transitioning to spirit thought system interpretation. So if you were to be faced, so the practical implementation of a spiritual teaching is, okay, if I were thinking of it from this perspective, if I were looking at it through spirit filter, spirit thought system lens, what would I do right now? What would I say? How would I respond to this situation? What decision would I make? Now, because the conditioning is deep, because these ideas might not have taken root yet, because you might still be engaged in very deep self-sabotage and fear and all this icky stuff you need to work through, which is fine. You might not actually do what spirit thought system would have you do. You might not actually interpret the situation the way spirit thought system would ask you to interpret it. You might not respond the way that spirit would be like, yeah, that's how you should respond. That's probably the best way to respond to what that person is doing right now. That's okay. But as you're aware now you're aware of this alternative course of action, these alternative interpretations, these new ways of looking at things. And again, like I said before, the crux of this work will be you face with a conscious choice because you can choose to do whatever you want. You can choose to reject a teaching in the moment, what spirit would have you think or do. You could be like, no, that's not, no, I don't agree with that. I don't want to do that. I don't think that's, you can do that, right? We can do whatever we want. So it comes down to choice. We get to choose. So the practical application starts in the mind. And then from there, if I was thinking in this frame of mind, if this was the interpretation, if spirit thought system, if that was the interpretation of the situation I was abiding by in this moment, what would that look like practically? What would that translate to action-wise, reaction-wise, conversation-wise, decision-wise? What would I do right now? that's how you practically that's how you live those teachings you have to embrace them in the mind first the practical application of them does not start on level of action so if you're feeling confused about well how do I live these teachings it's like okay well if I believed all of these things what would I do what would a person like that do 
How would they respond? How would they spend their time? How would they react to this situation? So for example, let's say you're having a conversation with somebody that easily pushes your buttons like your mom or someone. She's often critical or, you know, her underhanded compliment, stuff, all that kind of stuff. And she's saying stuff to you and you're getting kind of worked up. So in that situation, practical implementation of spiritual teaching, let's what what teaching, what idea would really be applicable in that moment? Other people are not responsible for my feelings. She's pushing a button. She's rustling something up that's already there. How I feel right now is not her fault. And when I say not her fault, it doesn't mean flip it to your fault. It's not about blaming. It's about empowerment. It's like this is this reaction's coming from within me. It's not the the cause of this reaction is not external to me. It's not my mother and her words and her fucked up personality or whatever, right? It's me. So in that moment, what would practical implementation of spiritual teaching look like perhaps? Instead of you reacting and yelling and, and escalating the situation and then getting even angrier and more upset and more worked up and more tense, you would just maintain some space there, some awareness. You would observe what you're thinking and feeling. Maybe you get a little snippy. You're only human, right? That's fine. You might not say anything. You might change the subject. You might firmly make a statement about, you know, let's say she's criticizing a decision you're making. I know you, I don't expect you to understand what I'm doing, but this is what I'm doing. And you end up, whatever it is, right? Like that could play out a million different ways. But the point is, that's practical implementation of spiritual teaching. You're looking at it through the spiritual teaching lens of other people are not responsible for my feelings. If I choose to accept that is true, then instead of having my normal response of getting all mad and, and escalating into a bigger fight and, and you always criticize me and why can't you support and like, or trying to explain yourself and make her understand your decisions or your point of view or your lifestyle. So she'll stop all of that stuff. Right. Cause you think you need to, you can only feel better if she stops doing what she's doing. Spiritual teaching would be like, no, that's not where you put your focus. Don't focus on her. You focus on yourself. Right. That's practical implementation of spiritual teaching. You have a choice of how to look at that situation. And based on how you're interpreting it, it's guiding how you act. It's guiding how you interact with people. It's guiding what you say. It's guiding how you decide to handle that, that circumstance, right? So again, if you're feeling like lost is like, well, what do I do with all this information? The point of this information, the core is trying to change your thinking, and like I said before, because how we think, what we believe, how we look at everything, our mind, what's happening in our mind determines everything that we do, then yeah, any kind of change in action, behavior, habits, whatever changes in your life, it will naturally flow from that, from that change in thinking. You won't have to figure out what to do so much all the time. You won't get so stressed about what to do. You won't focus so much on the action. You'll focus more where your attention needs to be, which was in, is in your mind. The point of learning everything you're learning is to change your thinking. And again, naturally, action flow will flow from that because your actions aren't occurring out of nowhere. You're not just mindlessly doing things. Everything you do is coming from some ex internal motivator based on what you believe and what you're thinking and feeling in the moment. And how you're seeing a situation, how you're seeing a person. So another example would be, let's say like LOA manifesting type stuff. 
uh, when something's, when we're aligned with something, you might've noticed this in your own life. When there's alignment, stuff happens easily. It flows easily. There's not a lot of effort. There's not a lot of obstacle. It just kind of comes together. When something's not coming together and we're trying to force something, that probably means it's not the right opportunity. It's not the right experience. It's not the right person. And it's probably best to just let it go, right? So in that sort of circumstance, right, there's two different school, there's two different ways we could look at it, right? We can look at it from the LOA manifestation alignment perspective of like, okay, this seems to like not really be coming together. It's not really working out. It seems a lot of effort. It seems hard. Like it's just something feels off energetically, emotionally. It's, it's just not clicking. Spiritual teaching would tell me that it's probably, if it's not flowing easily, it's probably best to let it go. So if I really believe that, then I would let this opportunity go. I'd stop trying to force it and make it happen. Versus egoic response of right acting from fear getting attached to particular channels, particular outcomes, and trying to, based on uh, a fear of things not working out or you not getting what you want, it won't let it go and it keeps trying to make it happen through this particular channel, this particular person, this particular experience. So again, practical implementation of spiritual teaching would start with you adopting the spirit thought system perspective on that situation. If this isn't flowing, if this isn't working out well, it's probably not meant to be. Um, if energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings, if I look at how I'm feeling right now, there's a lot of fear, attachment, frustration, need to control, very limited thinking, a lot of, um, you know, worrying that something better won't come along. Uh, this energy doesn't really feel very manifesty and manifesting friendly. So I'm going to let this opportunity go because it's causing me a lot of stress. And energetically, emotionally, that's going to open some stuff up. And I'm keeping myself open to the opportunity, the person, the experience that is the right match for me. Because if it is, it's going to flow easily. It's not going to be all complicated and difficult like this situation has been, right? So again, you took an action, but that action stemmed from you embracing a different point of view on the perspective. So the practical implementation of spiritual teaching, it always starts in the mind. If I thought this way, if I believed this way, what would I do then? How would I act? A person that thought this way, that believed this, what would they do? What would they say right now? And again, it's not about trying to be perfect. You might not nail it all the time. It's fine. You have a lot of deep conditioning. You have fear. It's fine. Don't beat yourself up, but just be aware. And again, remember, you have the power of choice. So yeah, that in that situation, I, I didn't really, I don't think I chose well, and that's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. But next time I find myself in that position with my mother, I'm going to try to be more aware of taking responsibility for my feelings. I'm going to be willing to explore my mind and see what's really triggering that reaction within me. Because if it's not her and it's me, I need to do a little digging there and see what it is about her that sets me off like that. When she criticizes me, especially about particular choices or particular situations, especially, why does that bother me so much? Spiritual teaching would tell me the problem is within my own mind. And if the problem is within my own mind and it's not her fault, then there's probably no point in me yelling and screaming at her and, and again, escalating the situation and just make me even angrier because that's not good for me. That doesn't make me feel very good. 
Spiritual teaching would tell me that if something's not coming together easily, just let it go and keep yourself open for the right opportunity, the right person. That feels a lot better because when I try to force things and I get really attached to certain channels or outcomes, I try to force results through there or manipulate or try. I feel like I need to really control and take a lot of action. And there's all these moving parts I feel like I have to personally manage. Doesn't feel very good. So again, practical implementation of spiritual teaching, it starts within the mind. It starts with your thinking. That's what you're being tasked to do. Everything you're doing is with the goal of changing your thinking. And I know it's easy to forget that because, yeah, on some level we understand like LOA and stuff like that. Yeah, I got to be more positive and blah, all that kind of surface level. We understand that to some degree, but we're still very externally focused. And because we're so used to thinking action is level of cause, action is what makes things happen. We still, even in spiritual work, we still remain very action focused. What do I do? Should I meditate more? Should I do yoga twice a day instead of once a day? Should I journal? Should I say more affirmations? Should I, should I change the wording? I'm, like We're so action focused because again, we're used to thinking that action is level of cause because in the way of when we're not taking energy into account, it seems to be the case that action is level of cause, but again, actual action is actually level of effect. So that's part of it. We have that deep conditioning that action creates that paradigm. And also too, if we're honest with ourselves, I think we want it to be action because it's more appealing to us to think, oh, well, I can do all this stuff and get what I want and make all these changes. And I don't have to deal with that messy business of like my feelings and my inner world. I don't want to really take responsibility for my feelings. I don't really want to think about what's really behind my reactions and why I do the things that I do. I'm just hoping I can find some tools, some techniques, some uh, coping strategies, and you know that'll that'll be sufficient, right? And as a fellow human, I get that tendency. I get it. I get why it's appealing to us. Um, we're very good at trying to find a lot of hacks to try to avoid dealing with our feelings, and. To some extent, you probably can accomplish stuff without dealing with your feelings. People do it every day, but it's um, the external manifestations, the external changes typically don't, aren't, the emotional benefit of them is, is tends to be limited. It doesn't really, it doesn't really hit at the deeper feelings that we have going on. It doesn't really touch on that. Um, or it doesn't work at all. In some cases, this, the problems remain and we torture ourselves with trying to keep fixing them through action. Or we keep trying to fix, change everything outside of us instead of ourselves thinking, well, it's my mom's problem. It's their problem. They need to be different. I'm going to try to make them change. I'm going to try to make them understand me rather than dealing with all of this stuff. Right? So again, another practical implementation of spiritual teaching is, you know, when people criticize us and we get offended and we get upset, you know, ego mind right will tell us, well, it's because they are mean and they're judgmental and they should be nicer and more or whatever, right? And it's their fault for saying these unnice, unnice, these not nice things. And spiritual teaching right would tell us, well, again, right? It's all about you. It's not about the person. When people criticize us and we get upset, it's because a part of us thinks what they're saying is true. It's touching on the part of us that thinks we are wrong. We are being selfish. We are being unrealistic. We are being irresponsible. Uh, we are um, not making a good choice for whatever X, Y, or Z reason, right? So in those situations, right, again, we're being called to the practical implementation would be 
okay, if that's true, and my ego mind wants to blame the other person for being critical of me and not understanding me or being jealous or not being supportive or whatever, and it's all their fault, I feel this way, they need to be more supportive, they need to understand me and feeling like your task is not to go within yourself, but to try to change them somehow and make them see you in a different way. It's kind of a futile, right? It's a waste of time most of the time, big time. It would be like, okay, I have to face the fact that I feel a lot of insecurity about the choice I'm making. I'm lacking, you know, I don't have full deep clarity on the decision I made about some general lifestyle change or the business, whatever, a very specific choice decision that you made to move or to take a different job or to start a new business or whatever it is, right? It's like, and when they question me and judge me, I'm blaming them for feeling bad about myself and I'm getting mad at them for not supporting me and making me feel good about my choice. But actually they're touching on the part of me that is also questioning my choice. That also feels like, what if I made the wrong choice? What if that was irresponsible? What if I'm being unrealistic? What if I'm being selfish? I need to work on that for myself. Because if I don't, then all of that stuff's still going to be under the surface influencing everything I do. And I'll probably have a negative impact on whatever it is that I'm doing. And every time I'm around people that feel the need to question my life choices or criticize me or ask me questions that make me uncomfortable or whatever, and I have to deal with that discomfort and it's all their fault and I'm going to get mad at them every time and it'll cause a rift and tension and even add to the shit. It's like, no, I have to, again, and this is a choice we have to make. It's like, okay, well, spiritual teaching would tell me it's my own insecurity about my decisions that's making me feel bad. Not that they're questioning them. I'm lacking clarity on my choices. So I have to go within my own mind and I have to examine why does it bother me when they question it? I have to face my own fear of failure, my own discomfort I have with uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen once I've made this decision. I don't, what my fear about what this journey is going to bring me, my fear about this, my own feelings of dealing with uh, thinking I'm being, like I have my own conditioning that makes me think the same things that my family is thinking. And it's so uncomfortable and I try to avoid it. But when they mirror it back to me with their questions and judgments and criticisms, I get very upset because they're poking something inside of me that I'm trying to keep at bay. I'm trying to keep buried down because I don't want to deal with it myself, right? So practical implementation of spiritual teaching would be not reacting to them when they're saying those things because you realize any upset is not coming from them. It's your own stuff. They're pushing your buttons of you inside, Kind of like the same thing with the other example with the critical mom, right? Saying stuff. It's like, I have to go within and I have to get clarity because if I'm going to do certain things, it's really important for me to feel very clear on my decisions and very clear on why I'm doing what I'm doing because nobody knows me better than me. And if I get, and I have to work on getting clarity and strengthening my belief and strengthening the perspectives that are going to support me and doing what I ultimately know is right for me. But I still have a lot of conditioning I need to work through and I have to choose and I, it's up to me to choose whether I'm going to work through that conditioning or not or keep blaming everyone else every time they make me upset because they're not supporting me, right? Practical implementation of spiritual teaching always begins within the mind. 
And when we start embracing those ideas, again, it'll probably lead to all sorts of changes. You might decide, for example, you know, I have to deal with my feelings and I'm, you know, you, you'll, you might recognize certain things you're doing to avoid dealing with your feelings. You've been drinking a bit more lately. Uh, you kind of veg out in front of the TV for hours and it's, it's not any feel good source. It's just like you're kind of zoning out, you know, even paying attention, you know, using drugs, uh, whatever it is, right. Overeating, not taking care of yourself, falling into these like unhealthy, whatever it is. Right. And you start seeing like, okay, I'm avoiding dealing with my feelings. So practical, again, practical implementation of spiritual teaching would be, why am I doing these things? What am I trying to avoid? And in seeing all of that stuff and you work through the feelings, all the bad feelings that are making you do the drugs and maybe drinking a bit too much, you know, overeating or whatever it is, whatever you're doing, the self-sabotaging, coping behavior, whatever it is, you'll feel less inclined to do that stuff because the feelings that make you do that stuff are not there. So what's motivating you to do it when you stop feeling horrible about yourself, then you won't feel the need to punish yourself with drinking and then feeling like shit the next day or going deeper into debt by buying stuff that you don't need and punishing yourself with money, stress, whatever it is, right? It's all, but everything's always going to start within the mind. And then Actions will naturally follow from that. So again, if you're wondering, how do I practically implement spiritual teaching? You know, this idea that being a spiritual person looks a certain way. And like, it means you do certain things and you don't do others. Like all of that is just, I don't know, that's to me, that's like, it's, that's ego too, of like thinking like it, you have to be a certain way. And like, that's, you're good if you do this, right? It's, it's all about what's happening in your mind. And like I said, that will always, almost always translate to probably significant change in your day-to-day -day life because you're, if your thinking changes dramatically, then you'll probably make bigger changes in your life. Or you might not. That doesn't necessarily, you know, very deep inner transformation doesn't always automatically translate to these huge shifts in your external experience and making these radical decisions. It might for some people, but for other people, your life might look very much like it looks now, but you're just happier and more peaceful. A lot of things in your life that you thought were a problem that you wanted to change, that inner work, that inner exploration, you realize that like those things really weren't a problem. You actually kind of like your job, but you had some stuff going on with your boss or your, you had certain thinking that was causing you a lot of tension and it made you think you don't like your job, but then you work through that. And you're like, no, I actually like my job. I don't want to quit. You thought you wanted to divorce your husband, but then you realize, no, he wasn't really the problem. There were things about him that I insisted that needed to change and I wasn't accepting him as he was, but then I saw what was really making me act that way. And yeah, he's fine. A lot of the things he was doing, they weren't actually a true problem. I just had whatever issue and he's still the same person, but I look at him completely differently and our marriage is actually fine. So, and then some people, you might, this work might end up, you make dramatic changes in your life. You decide you want to get divorced. You decide you want to completely change careers after 40 years of doing the same thing. You decide you want to move to another country and make these big, bold shifts in your life. So it, it's different for everybody. But, you know, my point with that is, 
another thing too with this practical implementation, thinking being a spiritual person looks a certain way. And well, you have to meditate or do yoga or you do this or you never get mad or you don't watch TV or whatever it is, right? We have all these judgments. Again, there's still this focus on action. What do I do? It's like, don't worry so much about what you do. Worry about what you're thinking. Worry about what's happening in your mind and the, all the doing takes care of itself. If you need to make big dramatic changes, then you'll do that. You'll be in a frame of mind where they might, they probably won't feel as scary. They won't feel as, you know, big, really. They'll feel like more like a natural step. Some of you, again, it might not lead to much of any change. Your life is basically the same. You realize yeah, everything was actually fine all along. I just had these stories about my parents and my husband and this and that. And actually everything's fine. I don't really feel pulled to change anything in my external world. So that's another thing too, to think about if, um, you know, cause a, a lot of thing, a, a big thing too, that can hold us back from really practically implementing these teachings, really committing to changing our thinking is we're scared. Like what's that going to look like? What's that going to lead to? Am I going to become some weirdo and all my friends and family are not going to want to be around me? Am I going to, I have serious reservations about my boyfriend and I'm afraid if I really change, I'm going to leave him. And something about that really scares me or whatever it is, right? Like whether there's specific things in your life that there's stuff bubbling under the surface where you know, like you're probably going to have to do something about it and you're resisting doing anything that would bring you down that path or it's just a big complete unknown and you have no idea what will happen to you, what will become of you if you change. I get all that. It's scary, but just trust that if there are decisions right now that you feel like, yeah, I'm probably going to have to do something about this. The thing that I feel like I need to do, I'm scared to do it and I don't want to do anything that's going to push me closer to having to make that decision. I don't really want to explore things too deeply and, and confirm some of my suspicions. Or again, there's just a general, like when you start doing the work, a lot of such, a lot of decisions that seem very scary and undesirable right now only seem that way because of your frame of mind, not because the actual decision itself is particularly, everything's kind of neutral, right? It's just how we look at it. So if you do all the work, and right now there's a lot of fear around something, but you do work that reduces that fear. You make shifts in thinking where that fear is not as prominent. Then that decision that seems very scary now won't feel so scary in that new frame of mind. It'll feel like, oh yeah, this is naturally, this is obviously what I need to do. I, I am so a little, but again, you might still be a little scared or not fully, but it'll be much less, it will be reduced greatly. And you'll be like, yeah, natural, of course I'm going to do that. Or like I said before, a lot of things that you think you're going to do, like you might not end up doing them. So if you're really scared of like, you're going to blow up your whole life, you might not end up changing anything about it. You'll be like, oh yeah, everything's actually fine. I, I was, my, my thinking was truly the problem. Like it always is technically, but in those situations where it's like truly, like there were truly externally, there was truly really no issue. There's nothing you want to change. So that's another thing too with this is like, don't get too caught up in like the future of it all. And what's going to like, just take it, you know, AA has really good advice, you know, one day at a time, just like take it. Like I said before, a lot of stuff right now that might be scary or, or you're not clear about or whatever, and you're feeling apprehensive, just don't worry about it because ultimately you don't know. Some of the things you think you might end up doing, you might not end up doing them. So there's no need to worry about it. Or like I said before, 
some of the things that you will end up doing, you'll be in a totally different frame of mind probably when you end up doing them. So they, these decisions won't seem so scary and huge at the time. They'll feel like very like natural and obvious. And it's like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to do that. And I, it's a little scary still, but I know I'll be okay. I know I'm doing the right thing. Because once you work through all that shit on the surface, all the mind chatter, all the shit that creates on the surface of your mind, that's where a lot of the confusion, like that's once you start clearing a lot of that out, you can think more clearly, you see things more clearly. The spirit thought system has taken a deeper root in your mind. It's not just stuff you're intellectually understand or appreciate or accept or it's just some the spiritual work all the stuff you're learning is not just some like intellectual pursuit or a way to pass the time because remember the point of learning all the stuff you're learning is to do is to change your thinking to change your life to to be different to feel differently you know it's not like a subject like history where the point is just gathering all these facts like spiritual teaching is not the sort of subject matter where you're just reading about it to know it it's like, well, I know about this thing with, with Buddhism and this thing with the Course in Miracles and Eckhart Tolle says this and this philosopher says that. And yeah, great. It's, it's, you acquire the knowledge. That's where it starts. But it's not meant to just be the stuff you just learn and to regurgitate or just to say you know. There's, it's meant to be practically implemented. And again, practical implementation of spiritual teaching starts in the mind. The practical implementation of it is accepting it as true and trying to think that way, trying to change your thinking. And in that new frame of mind, looking at things through this new filter, through this new lens, then how do you proceed with that? How do you deal with that conflict in your life? How do you deal with this area of your life where you're not happy? How do you deal with this problematic behavior, right? Or whatever. It's like the thinking and then again, any action that will benefit you, you'll know to do it. It will it will occur to you. It will seem very obvious. It, it won't be something you have to go digging for. And like I said before, as far as practical implementation of spiritual teaching, thinking being a spiritual person looks any particular way. You have to dress a certain way. You have to do certain things. You can't care about this or that. You got to care about the, like, it's just don't, you know, there's no like mold of like, this is what a spiritual person is like. They do this, they don't do that. They care about these things, but they don't care about those things. It's like, you know, it's, it, that's another thing too. I think we get really caught up on again. And that stems from this idea that it's action-based, that it's about doing things differently. And you have to, it, the, the core change starts on level of action, but it doesn't. The core change, the practical implementation starts on the level of mind. Spiritual work is really about in, internal and yeah, there are certain external actions that support us. We can meditate, do yoga, do things that reduce our stress, make us feel good. That's wonderful. Anything that kind of keeps your vibe stable and helps you feel good, of course, those things have great value. But in and of itself, those things aren't the core of the work. The core of the work is internal. It's changing your thinking. It's dealing with your feelings that are been suppressing and from created by all these shitty thoughts and beliefs that we've had that created all this anger and frustration and tension and bitterness and fear and resentment and self-criticism and, and all of this stuff right so yeah if you're wondering how do I practically apply spiritual teachings what does that look like it starts within your mind you're being asked to think differently if I believed these things if I was looking at this through this spiritual teaching lens right now 
what would that look like? like? What would a person like that do? How would they respond? What kind of decision would they make? And again, you might not nail this every time. That's okay. But if you're at a point where you're least aware of the options available to you, then again, this is where that choice comes in. This work at the core is nothing more than conscious choice because no one but you can decide what you believe. You get to decide that for yourself. And again, you can reject these some of these ideas. Like, no, I don't think that's true or that's stupid or whatever. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. But again, it's a choice. So if you really want to make a difference in your life and you want to do something with these teachings, you want to change. You want your life to change. You have to be honest with yourself of like, am I, am I, am I playing the role I need to play here? The most important thing I need to do is consciously choose my belief system. I get to consciously choose my reactions based on what I choose to think about this situation that will guide my responses that will guide my decisions. If I believe these sorts of things, what would I do in this circumstance right now? How would I react? What would I say to this person? What decision would I make? What would I think about myself? You know, what, what would my next step be here? So again, practical implementation of spiritual teaching, it begins in the mind. It begins with trying to shift your thinking. It begins with embracing those ideas having a genuine willingness to look at the situation through that lens. And if that's how I'm seeing things, if that is true, then what, what follows from that? What do I do? How do I look at this? What conclusions do I draw? What do I decide? What do I say? And that's where all the action, all the action stems from the thinking. You don't have to figure anything out. There's nothing you should be doing or not doing to be spiritual, all of that stuff, right? It's focused within on your mind. It, the problem is not anything you're do, you're not doing anything wrong. You're not struggling because you're not doing certain things. Like when you're not meditating enough or you're not saying your affirmations, your affirmations aren't worded, all that. No, it's none of that. The struggle is in the mind. There's still a resistance to embracing the ideas for whatever reason. We all have it. We like torture ourselves, right? You would think adopting these ideas would be a no brainer because they make our lives so much better, make everything so much easier, but that's the conditioning for you. It's just something we work with. You know, we don't lament it or fight against it. We just accept it and it's fine. And just, you know, being, you know, being, and that's another thing too, exploring is like, you know, when you're, when you're embracing a, a way of thinking that's not serving you, when you're embracing a situation that's not making you happy, you have to be willing to ask yourself, Okay, I see value in this belief or else I would let it go. I see some kind of value in this situation or else I wouldn't be doing it. And you might determine that there's some value in doing it where embracing the spiritual perspective or doing the thing you really want to do is um, not worth it. And that's okay. But then at least you're owning your choices and you're like, okay, I'm choosing to do this situation. I don't have to do this thing. I don't, I'm doing something I don't want to do, but if I don't do it, I'll feel incredibly guilty and I don't want to deal with that feeling of guilt. So rather than do what I want, the pain of the guilt is, I, I, the feeling guilty would feel worse to me. So I'm going to do this thing I don't want to do because I highly value avoiding the feeling of guilt. Whether or not that way of thinking is valid, it doesn't really matter. That's what you're thinking. So then you 
do it. But then you own that I'm choosing to do this thing I don't really want to do because I value avoiding the feeling of guilt. That's very important to me. And even though this situation makes me very unhappy, uh, feeling guilty about not doing it might, might make me feel worse, right? So it's that's the, we have to do these sorts of explorations of seeing what's happening in our mind, why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and we can sometimes decide we're not going to take the spiritual route, the practical implementation, what it would have us do might not be acceptable to us. And that's okay. But just recognize that you're making a choice and, and you'll, you'll suffer a lot less for that choice because right now you're probably suffering a lot because you don't realize in a lot of situations you are making a choice. It doesn't appear to be a choice. The ego mind is very good at tricking us into thinking that we're doing a lot of the things we're doing that make us miserable. Like we have no choice and which makes us feel even worse. Right. But I got a little off topic there. <clears throat> but anyway, so remember, if you're feeling confused or lost about what do I do with all this information, the doing, the real doing is not true action. It's in the it's of the mind. It's changing your thinking, embracing these ideas in a genuine way. And then through that filter, if I were to believe these things, like what does, what does that person, how does that person move through the world? What would they do in this situation? How would they respond? That's practical implementation of spiritual teaching. Understanding that it becomes a lot less confusing and a lot less difficult because it's um not comfortable, but it's quite easy when you think about it. It's a simple thing. It's like, oh, it's just my mind, like changing my being open to changing my mind and being open to applying these like looking at my life through these this filter of these ideas rather than the ego crappy ego thought system one that makes me mad, sad, depressed, fearful, anxious, hating myself and all of that stuff, right? So yeah, that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great day or night. And for more products, more content, products, and information about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.